0: Welcome to the Harmony Church podcast. For more information on service times, any upcoming events, or joining a life group, please check out our website, harmonychurch.nz. We really hope this week's podcast blesses you. So as everyone knows by now That we are in the middle of three weeks Of praying and fasting as a church That we are doing letterbox drops That we are encouraging people to invite people Who don't know God to church But also those who maybe they have have got a relationship with God But they're not connected in with a life-giving church We're wanting to invite them along And give them an opportunity to grow In their relationship with God And we're also doing all this because we're Not because, but we're also going to a third service As a church All because we believe that God wants to increase his life-giving nature in this city. We're, We're believing that God wants to impact more people in this city than we're currently seeing. We believe that the redeeming nature of God is going to increase in the city, that suicide, self-harm and other footprints of the enemy is going to decrease, but the footprints of heaven are going to increase. We're going to see more people coming into life-giving relationship with our Creator than we have seen before. And Jesus made this really clear in John 10.10, where He said that the thief comes only to steal, kill and destroy, but I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. It's as simple as that when you see the footprints of death, destruction, separation, isolation, depression, you see the footprints of the enemy. And when you see life giving relationship, when you see healing, when you see reconciliation, when you see people coming alive and their God given purposes, you see the footprints of Jesus in that moment. And we're believing for those footprints to increase in this city and the enemies to decrease. Footprints tell you where someone has been, but the nature of the footprint tells you the nature of the person. And we're believing the nature of the life giving relationship with God to increase in this city. And we had the awesome opportunity on Tuesday, as Sean shared, and I was really glad he got to share with you guys tonight, because that's just the gospel, pure and simple. And he also shared that with us on Tuesday at the Young Adult Social, and it was really cool. We're at Corsair Bay, and there's this uh, rock. Um, big staircase sort of thing. We had about fifty of us standing on the staircase, and Sean just standing in the water, just sharing his story. And it was really amazing. It was really brave, you know, to share like that in front of this group that's relatively new to him. But it just reminded me of like that's what faith in God looks like. Like it's brave. It's taking risk. It's sharing vulnerably. And Sean did share vulnerably, and he shared a bit, but a bit more about his process than he shared tonight of how uh, when he, you know, made the decision kind of to follow God and and he. Was was engaging with that, but then it was—it's still a wrestle because, as many of you will know, who have made a decision to follow Jesus in this life, that you have access to an answer, but that still means you have to walk out this life with that answer. And so, Sean still wrestled that, but he hit a point where he recognized the footprints of the enemy that were around him, that were trying to make its way back into his life. Was no longer who he was; that he was defined by God and the footprints of heaven. And so it was really amazing to have him testify and testify again tonight. But that's what we as a church are believing for. We are believing to hear more and more testimony, testimonies of God God's goodness impacting and changing people's lives. And that's what we're believing for this year, and tonight I'm going to share about expectations. And the first thing I want to talk about expectations, I haven't said it yet in the service, but any time I say belief, I'm also talking about an expectation. You see, if you believe in something or you believe for something, you can swap that out and say that you are expecting something. If you're like Matthew Greenwood and you believe you're good at tennis, when someone hits you a ball, you're going to expect to be able to hit it back well. If you believe in God, then you're going to expect God to have an influence on your life and on this earth. But if someone doesn't believe in God, then they're not going to expect God to have an influence in their life. Now, regardless, that doesn't affect God's existence and reality. It's just about perspective. But what you believe reveals what you expect or what you expect can reveal what you believe. If you believe that you are an angry person, then when you get triggered, you're going to get riled up and you're going to get angry. You're going to expect yourself to react. Because you believe you're an angry person If you believe you never have enough That you, you're never going to have enough finances Enough friends You're never going to be enough for people around you You're going to expect to always fall short In your relationships and in your life Your expectations reveal the beliefs that you have And if you believe you're a generous person You're going to expect to be able to bless people around you Your expectations reveal your beliefs So we are believing, we are expecting the influence of the life-giving nature of God to increase in our city and for the destructive nature of the devil to decrease. And so we are making room for more because we are expecting more people to make decisions to choose life and life more abundantly that's what we as a church are believing for and expecting but every single person in this room is expecting something on your own like there's that you have your own expectations these are our beliefs as a church and a leadership that we speak about that we wrestle about and then we share but every person in this room is walking their own journey and i want to ask you tonight what are the things that you are expecting What are you expecting of this service tonight? What are you expecting this week, this month, or this year? What are the things that you are believing for? This is what I want you to take away tonight. If you remember one thing, I just want you to remember this, and that is that your expectations will determine your destination. Your expectations will determine your destinations. The things that you are expecting and believing for in life are going going to determine the course that you are going to follow. I shared two weeks ago about uh, a little bit about Harmony Church's history, how we used to meet in Oakland's primary school hall, and we used to meet there just on a Sunday at 10am, we'd pack in, then we'd pack out, and we'd just disappear as a church for a week. And uh, But we had a point where we really believed in faith that God wanted us to plant ourselves in the city as a thriving church, and so we started to believe and therefore expect that God would supply a building and the finances and the people. We weren't that big to fill that building. And uh, that's what we were believing for. That's what we are expecting. But we didn't have finances or a building or too many people. But our expectations determined our destination. And so in a matter of a few years, we found ourselves in that building with the finances and with the people. Your expectations determine your destination. And so I'd like to propose that the expectations you have had in a previous season has put you in the position you are right now. Your expectation in a previous season has defined the destination. destination that you're living in right now. And so the expectations you now have are currently determining the destination that you are heading for. And so my question for you is, what are you expecting from this year? What are you expecting from this year? In Matthew chapter 25 verse 14, Jesus shares a parable. And a parable is, Jesus would share a story that would highlight a moral or a spiritual truth. And so in this parable, it's called the Parable of the Talents, and uh, this uh, master goes away for a period of time. He's got three servants, so he gives two, one servant, five talents, one ter- servant, two talents, and a third servant, one talent, five, two, one, if you can remember that. And these talents both represent finance, they are finances in the story, but they also metaphorically represent the gifts and the talents that we possess. So this, the master has given his servants these talents, he's gone away for a season, he comes back, the servant who had been given five talents had put those talents to work and had another five, so he was able to give ten back to his master, and the master was like, good work the other one two made four gave four back to the master he was like good work the third one said hey I know you ex- you expect big things of me and you don't want me to disappoint so I I made sure I hid your talent so I didn't lose it and returned it and the master was like you didn't get it I didn't want to do thumbs down don't i be negative he was like you didn't get it You didn't get it, and so he took that one talent off that servant, and he gave it to the one who stewarded the five. And so what I want to highlight there is the fact that the expectations of the two servants who had the two and the five, they had a greater expectation and the reward available from using their talents than the the failure that could have possibly taken place. But the servant with the one talent had a greater level of expectation of failure than he did of reward. And so that determined his destination, which was failure. Your expectation determines your destination. Last week, our pastor Gideon shared about biblical Gideon out of the book of Judges 6 to 8, chapter 6 to 8. And Gideon, uh, biblical Gideon, he did not believe that God had a purpose for his life. And anytime someone doesn't believe that God has a purpose for their life, they do not expect God. Am I saying that right? They do not expect that God's going to have a purpose for their life. Well done, Josh. And (laughs) when someone doesn't believe God has a purpose, they're not going to expect God to use them in this life. And so we see Gideon who didn't believe that God had a purpose for his life. So he didn't expect God to have a purpose for his life. And his expectation determined his destination. So his destination was a place of obscurity, obscurity. That Gideon was living a life where he was hiding, where he was living in the corner metaphorically. He did not expect God wanted to use him to do great things for his nations. And so that put him in the corner of his world, in a place of hiding. I want to ask you, is your expectations putting you in the corner of life, in the, in the corner of life in order to avoid difficulty or fear, or are your expectations taking you towards the middle of growth and purpose? Where are your expectations taking you, to hiding or to growth? When you lower your expectations, as Gideon in the Bible did, to accommodate your fears or your insecurities, you may find comfort, but you'll never find purpose. When you accommodate your fears, when you, when you lower your expectations to accommodate those fears, you may find comfort, but you'll never find purpose. In my opinion, God will always send An angel, he always sends a messenger, he always sends someone to give you an opportunity to turn away from that. that. That every single person has had or will have an opportunity in this lifetime to turn away from the corner, to turn away from unbelief, to turn away from going their own way, and to believing that God has a purpose for their life. And maybe for some people in this room, this may be your one opportunity. Every week we have people who show up, and sometimes it's the only time they show up to church. And so maybe today is your opportunity to hear something that could change your life. But uh, I, I, uh, I rewrote a little bit of the conversation. Basically how the conversation goes is uh, angel speaks, Gideon replies, repeat that three times. I just rephrased it and I'm just going to read it out as I've rephrased it. So this isn't word for word biblical, but I'm sharing it as it communicates the meaning. And so Gideon is in this place of hiding. And then the angel, the messenger of the Lord comes. And in my interpretation, the angel says, the Lord is with you and you are a mighty man of courage. In other words, it's time for you to face your fear, not hide from it. In other words, turn and believe. Turn and expect that God has a purpose for your life. But Gideon responds, if God is with me, then why hasn't he fixed all my problems that are too big for me? In other words, I'm going to keep going my own way until God sorts that out. And so the angel replies, I've already given you the answer to your problems and your nations. It is inside of you. Turn and believe. Turn and lift your expectation to believe that God has a purpose for your life. Gideon responds, I can't be the answer. I don't have any significance in my family or in my community. I am failing at life. I don't have a good enough job. I haven't got an education. <clears throat> oh. I, um, in, my, in my family, um, I have uh, 12 cousins And I quite proudly on some level say that I'm the only one of 12 cousins who didn't get to university, didn't get UE, but God's still using me. Um, And so Gideon says, I can't be the answer. I'm failing at life. And the angel says to Gideon, a third time, a third and a final time, I will be with you and you will fulfill your purpose. Turn and believe. Turn and change your expectations and change the destination you are headed for. And Gideon says, prove it. Gideon says, prove it. I'm going to keep going my own way until you prove it. And then something supernatural happened. Gideon's perspective changed. He had been having this conversation with this messenger of God. And for some of us, we think maybe, you know, when we speak to an angel, they're going to be like shining bright light, but maybe it's Ronnie. Maybe it's someone who just is in flesh and they're just speaking to you. Maybe it's a sibling. Maybe it's a friend. But maybe that's a messenger from God in that moment that's inviting you to turn and believe and raise your expectations. Because something supernatural happened where Gideon's perspective changed to where he realized he had been speaking to a messenger from God who was saying, God has a purpose for you, and now he believed. And now he believed. It was a tipping point for him, just as Sean shared about a tipping point for him. Gideon believed God had reached out to him. He believed God had a purpose for him in his nation. And because he believed this, he expected to have an effect on his nation and that he would leave behind the footprints of heaven, which he did. He left the corner of fear and stepped into the middle of his purpose. His expectations changed and so did his destination. My question for you is what are your expectations for this year and will you allow them to be raised when God sends a messenger your way? Will you recognize the messenger and will you allow yourself to lift your expectations to how God sees you and the purpose he has for you? God sent an angel to confront Gideon's low and incorrect expectations of himself. And Gideon was able to grow into those expectations. And I'd like to propose that you are also able to grow into the expectations God has for you. Um, When I was younger, there was this, I don't don't remember much about, I think it was maybe it was like this some sort of kids' TV show Saturday morning and they had a segment that was on the TV show and in that segment uh, it was basically a child, about nine, eight years old, they had won some sort of thing and they would get to go on the show and they would go into the store, I can't remember what the store was, but it was basically a cross between a tech store and a toy store, so basically for an eight or nine year old it was heaven. And they had 30 seconds in which they could run around that store with a shopping trolley and whatever they put in their shopping trolley in those 30 seconds they got to take home. And so this was electric and and to be honest I Think like a show like that. The amount of um, the amount of what's the stuff adrenaline that would have been flowing through that nine-year-old's head would be illegal according to health and safety standards nowadays. Just watching that was electric. It's like you've only got it, you've only got. You know, you're just like get this, get that, and you just watch them. They're just like you know, it's like thirty seconds where they are just alive, and then you watch. um, Often a husband who's going shopping with his wife in the shopping mall. And they're just maybe on their phone or just looking at the ground and they're just ticking away. And then, oh, where are they? And they get lost and they're just, they're not, they're not engaged with what's happening around them. And the difference between the two is one is expecting something, one isn't. One is expecting they're able to partner with everything that has been put before them. One expects nothing but to lose half an hour or an hour, however long it is. A lot of, and a lot of money. Those who allow God's thoughts to shape them and their lives live with their heads raised high, fueled by the expectation that God wants to use them. They live with a head raised, anticipating what is to come. And those with low to no expectation of God to use them have no reason to look up. I would like to propose that we as a church are bringing a message from God to some of you in this place, saying that you are far more significant, you are far more valuable, and you are far more important than you think, and that God has a purpose for you to outwork through faith to see the footprints of the devil decrease in this city and the footprints, the life-giving relationship of God to increase. We're making room for more, and this is the decade of evangelism, as you've heard. And one of the most common evangelistical verses, John chapter 4, verse 35, says, Do you not say there are yet four months? Then comes the harvest. Look, I tell you, lift up your eyes and see that the fields are white for harvest. White means ripe there. Lift up your eyes, lift up your expectation. I believe God is inviting us as a church to raise our expectations, to raise our beliefs for the purpose that God has for each and every one of our lives. That whether this is your, your own church, whether you're visiting from another church tonight, or whether you're in this place and you don't know God as, as your saviour, I believe he's inviting you to raise your expectations, to shift your destination. Your destination doesn't change Your destination changes in a moment, but it changes when your expectations change. If your expectation determines your destination, then we want to invite you to expect God to use you and our church to have an internal impact in our city and the purpose of the city.